This podcast contains coarse language, adult themes, and spoilers. My name's Peach, and for the past couple of years, I've been helping my friend Shag overcome his childhood aversions to everyday foods in the podcast Fussy Eater. Now it's his turn to help me conquer my phobia of scary movies over one spooky night in the FBI studios, one Wikipedia synopsis at a time. This is Spooko. I'm James Dapperchi, you call me James Dapp. Let's start this episode with a... Rhyme scheme. It's a battle battle rap. It, it, like so that's all battle rapping is shag you remember this well and it's always weird this podcast where i'm saying things to you that i know you already know so i'm like you know horror films they're, they're crazy so in in battle rap you set up this couplet with like set up punchline and what's interesting is it makes you very competent at listening to other genres and i've come to realize one of the reasons i don't like musicals if i can just jump back to a Spooko theme from a year or two ago is that you can really feel how they're trying to desperately get to that second line of like, oh, we really need our hero to say falling in love or whatever at the end of the second line. That's so like, do you know what's crazy? Socks and gloves. And guess what? We're falling in love and stuff. And it's like, oh, God, like just say the sentence you want to say. You don't have to make it rhyme with the one before it. Uh, musicals suck, Shag, and I'm really deeply down to double down on that view. We're in the musicals era. Sorry, if I can just recap. For new listeners to Spooko, it's a fucking horror film fucking thing. It's a podcast. <laughs> I don't like him. Shag likes him. We get sidetracked. It really should be renamed Sidetracko. And about a year ago, I tried to raise the analogy of some people like musicals. I don't like them. Similar to some people like horror films. I don't like them. Shag, I've evolved where now uh, my co-parent is off to see West Side Story with her sibling. And so the way I'm doing musicals is to say, best of luck, enjoy your musicals. <laughs> and so I'm enjoying musicals from a distance from now. And that seems to be a nice, safe way for me to continue to enjoy them. That's such a good point about, I mean, going two points ago from you. But mm. like, can, can battle rapping or musicals work if they don't rhyme? Can I be like, yo, my name's Shag and I like to say... Feel bad club is the club I'm in. <laughs> uh, there's one great and stunning success. Like, like because battle rap, like, sucks is a very inexact way to describe it. But um, the, 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 if you're zooming out, it sort of evolved into a very theater sportsy type thing, right? And so one of the most stunning, like, non-rhyming battle rap sort of successes was someone who'd like done three rounds of doing some raps and some people cheered and some people did some claps uh, or whatever. And, and then in round three pulled from their pocket a, a, a purported written letter that was like, dear opponent, um, look, it, it's obvious like that you're going through some form of mental health episode. Um, I think your family needs you more than you traveling around to do these battles. And I think the best thing you should really do is, you know, go seek some professional help and stop engaging in these battles and embarrassing yourself and your family um, or, or sort of whatever it was. And 
Look, in hindsight, it doesn't reflect well on people like me who found that the funniest and coolest thing <laughs> that they'd ever seen. But Shag, it was an example of a non-rhyming success in the battle rap scene. Speaking of raps, in weird news, mm. a man who we both used to love and now barely think of, Kanye West, has a new album coming out on Friday. And it's weird how much I'm not really interested. Like, it's weird how much, mm. considering the person I used to be, yes. how much I'm not that psyched to hear it. I didn't even know it exists. There's a, there's a single that's been out for a month or so that Sounds I was awesome. like... yeah. The, well, it has, oh God, you know what? I'm not even going to go into it. But it's the reason why I bring this up, the reason why I was thinking about mm. this is I, I was trying to think about why I just didn't really care about seeing today's film and why when I saw it, I was just a bit like, I, I, I'm just trying to sum up my feeling of blaseness and it feels analogous to... The fact that I used to love Kanye, but now I just... Maybe it's not even that. The fact that I just don't care about the fact that Kanye has a record coming out this week. I'm about it, Shaq. Um, And as someone who's been dating the same person uninterrupted since the age of 18, I imagine this is like how like ex, like sort of ex-girlfriend, like ex-partner kind of territory sort of feels of the initially it's a sharp and painful stab and then the sort of occasional drifting into your life or drifting into your thoughts, you go, oh, yeah, that's, mm, that's what it was. And who cares? Like, they're off doing whatever. It's a weird thing to describe because this, is, this film has been really popular this year. This was a mm. little bit of friendship homework. It's from a really popular series. And for some reason, I feel so blasé about this film. And I don't mean to, like, like it's a well-made film. You know, it's it. Maybe it's because it's like the the creator of this film isn't an epo baby. Maybe if the creator of this film <laughs> did have a parent who was a horror figure, like I don't know, maybe I'd enjoy it more. I'd love if this turned out to be like a pro monarchy, pro nepotism, <laughs> <laughs> benevolent dictatorship podcast. Of like some people are just better at it than others, and we really need to let the good people just go and do what they've got to do. I mean, like there's been monarchies for a long time. They must be doing something right, Peach. Come on. <laughs> I love that the first bit of feedback we've got from this film is not enough nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> so so today, and I don't mean, look, I, it's weird. I don't mean to be mean. It's just, I I, I just look. And just to be sometimes honest, rich families make better movies. Yes, I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> today, we're doing the 2023 American supernatural horror film. And I think, God, maybe the fifth in the franchise. I'm not quite sure. Evil Dead Rise. Sounds underwhelming. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so blasé about watching this trailer. <laughs> no matter how busy you ever got, you always found time for me. And I can't believe I'm never going to speak to you again. Terror through total chaos. 
Mummy's with the maggots now. Maybe Shaggy just primed me. That felt really long as a trailer. Yeah. Um, que Sera Sera is a scary song. I'm like, yeah, okay, I guess that's fine. But it's not like even under the microscope, like whatever will be, will, like that's the lead. Like that's that's like as lyrics, whatever will be, will be. That's not well, scary. Isn't that parenting advice? Isn't that song like relax, I'm yeah. here kind of thing? Que Sera Sera, like relax, youngster. Like so isn't it meant to be, aren't we like, riffing on the like distorted maternal relationship i presume we're going to see in the film maybe but a good flip of a song in a horror movie context should put the lyrics in new light so if it's like hush little baby don't you cry you know what i mean that's scary because i'm coming to attack you whereas if a killer is being like life's crazy just go with it whatever will be will be my takeaway is like you know what kill me whatever shit's crazy it's a bizarre it's a bizarre song choice and the sound design shag was so irritating like i know everything has to be loud <laughs> um and sort of clinky and scrapey and shit but like yeah like i was really i'm really ready to not enjoy this film i i, I don't know aesthetically it looked good but also i saw like a spidery type zombie at the start and to me, that's classic Chekhov spider zombie of like, I cannot wait to see the spider zombie at the end if you're going to show me a drawing of a spider zombie at the start. So, Shag, I do want to confirm that there is a spider zombie coming. There is a spider zombie. Well, it's a, it's a spider zombie made up of human limbs, which good. comes towards the end. That's good. The script calls it the Marauder, which I guess is a good name for something. Kind of. <sighs> Sounds like a Nissan, the Nissan Marauder. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like a four-wheel drive, like a family SUV kind of thing. So number one, obviously, a lot's happening in my world right now. I'm finding it hard to concentrate. My brain's a little bit broken. So uh, uh, this is a meta apology to you, to Pete. Nissan. Yeah, no. And, and like, to Nissan, it, but, <laughs> yeah. but also, if I'm not quite explaining myself, and if this 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 episode's been more ramshackle than usual, but I think I think what I'm trying to get at is there's no clear reason that I can quite put my finger on why I feel so blur about this film and this series. But let me explain, right? So mm. I mentioned before, like, it's a weird franchise where there's the three original movies. I'm pretty sure there's one reboot in the mid-noughties. There's a video game that I think is canon. There's a TV show that I think is canon. And now there's this new film. And I think that's a lot of media based on a premise that I just don't think is that strong to hold up that big a legacy? So the premise is evil book makes people evil dead. Like it's an evil book and it makes people evil. Yeah, like it's not fucking Freddy Krueger, is it? <laughs> right? Like it's no don't don't speak or hush or whatever it's called. Um, don't breathe. Okay. And more than that, more than that, this film particularly, the whole thing is set in essentially an apartment, but also broadly an apartment block. And while, yes, limitations breed creativity, we know that, Mm. you can hold two things to be true. And yes, limitations breed creativity. And the last thing I'm ever excited about is 
a gimmick film where they're like, can you believe the entire thing t- takes place in an apartment? It's like, that's Ugh. the last thing I want. I want heaps. I want to see lots of things. <laughs> can you believe this film doesn't have all that much stuff? It's like, oh, oh. <laughs> gotta see that <laughs> it's so weird like and it's like i mean you know and it's it's my fault it's a marketing problem how they take a problem and turn it into a strength but yeah so peach i'm gonna take you through this synopsis i'm gonna do my best to still keep you excited about yeah, it Yeah, like i feel like i'm gonna real down <laughs> down but it's the holiday season or it's the new year season for people going around is this gonna be the last Spooko at people get before they go off to see their families at kind of end of year holiday celebrations and stuff. Yeah, this is the last step before we announce our top five of the year. I wonder if this is going to make it into the top five. (laughs) (laughs) Do you think this will be number one or number two? (laughs) (laughs) Shag, talk to me about which one it's going to be. All right. Okay. All right. No, 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 no. Uh, forget everything I've just said, Peach. Sorry, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait. <laughs> Blank slate. <laughs> Here's the Wikipedia. We have stuff. to get people listening to this pot. We have to give them some value. At the end, we'll do a little dance or something like that. It'll be fun. Like, we'll have something fun if you listen to it. The reward for the end of the episode. We'll have some ice cream for you for eating your vegetables. Lots of people think your voice is really sexy. I just want people to know that Peach right now isn't wearing a shirt because he's about to go for a swim. If that Ooh, helps. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's do people think no one thinks about oh, every on people, TikTok some people do. People <laughs> people do. <laughs> it's not a bad thing, it's good. Oh, it feels really like I'm like that's I'm like that's not me. That's something that I I can't control that. So you're not saying you like me, you're saying it's fucking some weird thing. I like as all I'm saying is pretty privilege, Shag. Just you've got to feel sorry for the people like me who've got the <laughs> voice pretty privilege. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Oh my God. Oh, my brain right now. All right. Let's do this. Let's do this episode. Do you Come want on. me to do it? In fact, is that the flip? <laughs> should, I, should I go to the Wikipedia? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Can you read it to me? Yeah. Let's yeah, do yeah, this. Yeah. I think that's the only no. way today's going to work. Let's fucking flip it, Shag. I'm so down. In fact, I'll read it from my phone so I can make eye contact with you. All right. Sick. Oh, right. So, Shag, there we are in an apartment block. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, pretty privilege means I can do what I want. It's so exciting. Um, Evil. Evil Dead 2 is the first result. No, Evil Dead Dead Rise. And even then I get a bit confusing because, yes, dead is both a singular and plural, but it feels like it should be Evil Dead Rises rather than Evil Dead Rise. Rising. Yeah, okay. So 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 we've got our uh, Mommy Loves You to Death poster. Yeah. Uh, let me just see how much money it made. Whoa, whoa. It Shag did really numbers. well. People love this film. $146 million. Yeah. But talk to me about how valuable that is. <laughs> All right. Now, Shag, strap yourself in. Okay. We've got, oh, I might have to open up this the um, cast list. Cast. Who we got? Everyone's got a single name. All the names sound the same. Beth, Ellie, Danny, Bridget, Cassie, Bruce, Caleb, Teresa, Jessica, Gabriel, Jake, Scott, Mr. Fonda. Yeah, okay. This is going to be... So, Shag, good luck with your concentration levels, but we're going to get through it together. All right, Pitch. Shall I do it in a sexy way? (laughs) (laughs) Cousins Teresa and Jessica and Jessica's boyfriend, Caleb, are vacationing in a lakeside cabin when a seemingly ill Jessica scalps Teresa and decapitates Caleb 
before levitating above the lake. I think also, here's the thing as well. I Mm. think the Wikipedia writers had the same feeling towards me because that's such a weird way to describe the cold open for this film. Oh, yeah. And it is a cold open. But So before we see Evil Dead Rise, and to be fair, when the title comes up, it's probably the coolest moment in the film. Does it come out of the lake with the person kind of thing? It rises up? It rises out of the lake. You picked it already. But basically, like, there's these friends at a lake house and they're seemingly on this holiday where Teresa was forced to go by Jessica because she couldn't invite anybody else because no one likes Jessica's new boyfriend, Caleb, who seems like a bit of a dick. And so basically Jessica's apparently sick and Teresa and Caleb are just hanging by the lake and Caleb's playing with a drone. Teresa goes back to Jessica to be like, your boyfriend sucks, I want to leave. Turns out Jessica is possessed by the evil dead. Well, she is an evil dead. She's possessed by the evil book. So they have a bit of an altercation. And then she's like, you're the one without a brain. I think there's some line about you don't have a brain. She's like, you're the one without a brain. And then like scalps her, which is pretty gross. And then... But doesn't remove her skull though. No, yeah. She just takes the top of her head off. You're right. She doesn't actually take her brain out. So she Mm. does have a brain. Or even see whether she does have a brain. So it doesn't even get to the question itself. It's like the brain inspector, yeah. So then Jessica goes down to the river where she sees Caleb. Uh, Caleb's like, what the fuck's going on? You're clearly now a zombie. Jessica takes his drone and we think she's going to use it on him, but she actually uses it on her own face to cut it off and then falls into the river. Caleb freaks out and goes, I'm going to save you, jumps into the river. There's blood appears. Caleb's head shoots out of the river onto the dock and then Jessica, as like an evil dead, rises out of the water with the words, evil dead rise. Fuck, I just don't know how that sounds so boring. Like maybe Shag, you've just coached me into this that I'm like, this sucks. All right, don't worry, Shag. I've got some more heat coming for you. I know <laughs> okay. that oh, I that's right. you're reading this. And then you did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now, firstly, there's that great Rick and Morty line where it's like, do we, like, why can't we just tell the story in order? Like, why do we have to have flashbacks? <laughs> but anyway, no, no, one no. day earlier. Yeah, so that was a flashback. But, yeah, so that happened at a lake house and then the rest happens in this apartment block. Oh, so we've seen the end of the film at the start. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> one day earlier. That's, wait, wait, stop. That's such a good point. It's like, well... Well, 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 why Why would we keep... Like, why? What? That makes well, no sense. It's almost like bearing the lead of like, hey, don't worry, this film's going to be pretty exciting. Like, imagine <laughs> how we got to this end. And it's like, oh, if the end was exciting <laughs> enough, just show it to us in order. Also, it's kind of like, guys, just wait. I know it's mostly an apartment block, but there's also like, just wait to the end because there's also going to be a bit there in a cabin. Two sets, so get ready to flip <laughs> So a day, a day before that, upset at learning she's pregnant, guitar technician Beth visits her sister Ellie, a tattoo artist and single mother to teenagers Danny and Bridget, and child Cassie in their home at Mond Apartments, a condemned Los Angeles apartment complex. That comes up oh a God. lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There, there's a lot going on. But basically, there's a mum. She's, she's a super cool single mum. She's got three kids, two teenagers and one young kid. And we know that they're not safe in a 2023 horror film. And her sister Ellie shows up unannounced. She is not so a very I'm good sister. I'm saving you the labour of this. It's okay. I, I, <laughs> I, I, it's cool. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Look, keep I'm going. Here. I've got you. Keep going. Um, keep like, going. You're in a safe space. Shark. All right. All right. Well, Pete, you're up to the building is shaken. 
Yes. No, I've got it right in front of me. Okay, cool. <laughs> By an earthquake while the children are in its basement's parking lot uncovering a concealed chamber. I wonder if there's going to be the Naturom de Monto down there, Shay. It's going to be interesting to find out. There are phonograph records from 1923, a strange book, and Danny takes these up to his room, hoping to sell it to get money for Ellie. Now, the initial record, oh, it's about the failed efforts of the priest to research the book. Oh, yeah, this is the first, like, yeah, okay, yep, 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 this is good. Uh, and the subsequent record says that the priest continued their research in secret and recites an incantation that summons demonic entities known as the Deadites, the Deadities, Deadites? Deadites. Shit name. So, so there, was a, there was an earthquake. It opened, a, like, a hole in the ground which revealed... Yep. A book and some records. And yeah, an old yeah, an old vault. And he's like, Cool, I'm gonna take this book and these records. And then he takes them up into his room. Oh, also he's a DJ. So oh. so so yeah, so so he has he has turntables ready to go. So that kind Do you of he's a, a battle DJ. <laughs> oh fuck, I hate <laughs> battle DJing. <laughs> you suck. like and how they'd flip the other one off and be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Skrick, 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 skrick. <laughs> Is battle DJing or battle rapping, Jack? What's your or uh like isn't it amazing that the like the form of hip hop that appears now to have the most longevity turned out to be breakdancing? <laughs> like I never would have picked. <laughs> no, no, no. Of all the elements, of years. all the elements, that's the one. That's yeah. the one that's endured. Yeah. Fuck. To caveat, when we say like battle DJing or battle rapping is the worst, what we mean is the gentrified white version. And yes, that is so. Yeah. I was thinking about this recently, where it's like. Why does, like, for some reason, and a lot of you have never been to Australia, I assume, because mm. a lot of our listeners are not from Australia, and Australia's mm. a weird country to get to, different time yeah. zones, long fly. Look, I hang around here shirtless all the time. You should come visit. It's a pretty <laughs> exciting place. <laughs> but there's this thing. In Australia, in, like, middle-class Australia, this kind of obsession with, like, 90s hip-hop. Yes. And you see it pop up. In like restaurant names, you see it pop up uh, in like you know soundtracks. Like it's just one of those things where it's like '90s hip hop. We've got that Biggie verse from Juicy graffitied on the wall. Right, it's right. Like, okay. And I think, and I think, and I think it's because that era has kind of been gentrified. Uh, and I think that's why it's so popular. Right? Maybe it already was. Like, so if we take the Cypress Hill example mm. of like to me that was the most cut through middle class white Australian. Yeah. Like, and then sort of Snoop, like that proper new, those like new school artists, then Snoop and like that Tupac, like, California, like they're the ones that hugely cut through with like Australian white kids in the 1990s. But anyway. Oh yeah, let's get back to this film. Let's get back to our favorite movie. Now, Le Monde, so we'll pronounce it correctly, Shag, as I'm sure you would. Le Monde's building's power fails. And Ellie's possessed by an unseen force. Now she's. She can I explain? Can I? Can I explain? I should explain at least. Like yes. she gets in the lift, and the lift doesn't work, and all the like lift cables come out and essentially like strangle her and mangle her into a dead eye. It's it's a cool. It, is that scene. an evil dead thing? It turns the building against them. Like maybe I don't know. Like I it just it it just it it's such a loose concept that it's just it's just hard to care about. You're right. Anyway, it's sorry. It's a book that makes a few zombies. 
That's it. There's no scale to it as well. It's not like the whole world's fucked. It's just a couple of people who read this book are fucked. Yeah. And also, if you're sorry, and I'm sorry, if you're like an evil book, it's like, what's your end plan? Yeah. Like you're an evil book that turns, but like, what's you? What are you like? How do you fit? Like everything in nature fits in the ecosystem. Some like, what's your role? I know that J.K. Rowling's unfortunate turn that I did not predict for being a very damaging character for the culture uh, means that I want to only loosely talk about Harry Potter. But, like, remember Tom Tom Riddle was one of the Horcruxes. He was caught in, you know, in, uh, in the second book in the Chamber of Secrets, and yeah. that was where Voldemort kept his uh, soul. So perhaps it's the soul of, like, Beelzebub or something hanging around in the book. <laughs> but even then, it's like, if the soul of Beelzebub is hanging around in the book, it's like... It's not doing much. And, like, when it gets free, it's like, cool, I'm going to kill this family. Well, in fact, that's right, because the only way it can make deadites is by bringing living people nearby the book to do the incantation. So, essentially, it kills its only chance to come back to life almost immediately. Makes no sense. Like, it's not like a virus-y type analogy where it can be infected and then scale, as you say. Yeah. Fuck, Beelzebub fucked this one up, Jake. (laughs) Anyway... Ellie returns menacingly and threatens her family and then dies after pleading with Beth to protect her children. Oh, does, does, does she have a sort of breakthrough of like, oh, no, oh, I was con- evil, but please protect my children. Uh, yeah, yeah, people go in and out of consciousness. Nice. Uh, and so Beth and Ellie's neighbours help lay her to rest in her bedroom and search for a way out. Oh, yeah, the building's blocked. There's an earthquake. That's yeah. right. Staircase collapsed, elevator damaged, can't use the fire escape. Then Ellie comes back to life, like, oh, wounding Beth and Bridget. That's really annoying. <laughs> That's just a lazy and annoying plot point, I feel. Yeah. It's like the zombie is already undead, and then it's like, oh, now it's dead. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Beth and children lock Ellie outside the apartment after she massacres the neighbours. Well, yeah, and before we there's, – there's a really interesting thing here where it's like she's brought back to life by an evil demonic book – but then yes. they lock her outside her apart- their apartment and it's like, that's it. They got her. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's, it's so weird. Like, it's like, I get that you're shooting this whole thing in an apartment block. So you've got to have some leeway, but still. But it's not like vampires, right? Where it's transferred bite to bite to bite. Yeah. Right. The book, the book doesn't need to touch you or something. It's just this general presence having like, had the incantation read. I think, yeah, I think if she then cuts you, you can become a dead-eyed as well. But I guess you my... you also can just if the lift cables get you. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly, exactly. And mm. I guess my thing is it's like I don't feel like when I lock my door at night, if I'm scared of like a murderer or something, I'm not like murderer can never get in, I've locked my door. Like I'm, I'm still scared of things when my doors are locked. Oh, so yeah, you're if... like, whew, that risk. <laughs> 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 so if, like, a deadite is stopped by a locked door, how scary can it really be? Look, this is the, this is the lesson we learned from Needful Things. If a speech can stop the devil, then how scary <laughs> was the devil? <laughs> That's so true. So anyway, Danny's going through his old Dr. Dre and Tupac single, whatever that single was called, <laughs> uh, and then confesses to Beth about discovering and recovering the book. And Ellie tricks Cassie into unlocking the door. Oh, that's annoying. Yeah, Kat's like, don't worry, daughter. I'm just me, your normal mum. Let me back inside. <sighs> While Danny and Beth are distracted, rescuing Cassie and locking Ellie out, Bridget gets possessed from via her wound, says Wikipedia. Yeah, so she did. Yeah, yeah. So it is infectious, but also it can just be the building. 
<laughs> is there one head dead art like boss vampire style? Oh, uh, like the mum kind of is because she was the original one. Yeah, okay. Bridget attacks Beth before turning on Danny and Cassie, who inadvertently impales her through the head with a oh, broken broom handle. Blech. Yeah, that's pretty gross. There's also, it's not in this Wikipedia synopsis, but Peach, there is one moment that it's not even a good moment, but it's the memorable moment that everyone talks about in which one of the characters takes a cheese grater. Yeah, it was in the trailer. Yeah, and grates another one's leg, which is pretty awful. It had hurt a lot and do almost <laughs> zero damage apart from... It would, it would actually do not a lot. I mean, you like, it'd probably be too much skin to grow back. Like, you might need a skin graft. Yeah, but it... it like, yeah, it'd hurt a lot. It'd be like falling off your bike. Like, it'd be grazers that you've had five or ten times yeah. in your life where you've fallen off the bike or something. That's or so true. It would be a bad grade. It would be a playground, asphalt playground. Yeah. Running along. Where you got to go home from school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then you get to rent, uh, like, you know, a Nintendo 64 or something oh, and rent yes. Conker's Bad Fur Day and play it all night. <laughs> so Beth's listening to the third record to understand how to exercise the Deadites, but learns the priest failed and his allies were all possessed. Oh, it's really important. It's Sorry, Peach, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but it's really important to note that, like, these records, the first record is a priest being like, I want to tell you, like, it's a recording of him being like, so everybody, this is the 50s, I'm at the Global Priest Conference, want to tell everyone that I found this book and I'm really excited to harness it. And then the next record is, turns out this book's really evil and tried to harness it and there's no way of stopping it, I'm sorry. So they're kind of the two records. <sighs> Like, firstly, I'm impressed with it, with that priest's conception of time. Like, I'm not sitting here being like, hey, it's way back in 2023. <laughs> like, 2023 is as far in the future as they've ever been or sort of ever will be in our current conception, right? It's not like it's like, well, we're back here in the 2020s. We've got iPhones. Are you fucking serious? How crazy is that? <laughs> remember iPhones? <laughs> uh, remember iPhones. All right. So... Um, <laughs> California. <laughs> uh, we are in California now, I realize it. Um, who ghost wrote Dre's verse on that, do you expect? Probably Tupac, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I really love, like, I, I mean, yeah, everybody needs to watch that video of um, Jay-Z talking about ghost writing still Dre. It's like the greatest thing ever. Or what, where he's trying to do a Dr. Dre where, where, where he's like, I can't just write a Jay-Z verse. I have to write like a Dr. Dre and a Snoop Dogg. So he, so he goes into their voice and then starts rapping parts from elements of the song to be like, this is how I wrote those verses. It's amazing. But Dr. Dre doesn't have a style. No. Dr. Dre's yeah. style is like really angry and humorless, which I don't like. Yeah, sort of like unnecessarily aggressive. Oh, actually... Yeah, although, what do you think I did with my gun, sold them all, is, uh, is an all-time <laughs> great line. <laughs> what do you think I did with I... my gun, sold them all? <laughs> I love that he imagines a world where everyone's speculating about, like, oh, man, what did he, what did he do? <laughs> hey, also, this is like, uh, we, and I'm so, so, like, I'm so sorry about this episode. I need to explain, like, I side had, like, tracker. a sidetracker. I had, like, I. It is a tough time. I had like a sort of mini mental breakdown last night where I was just like, I just couldn't deal with everything. I think my brain's still fried from it. So I do apologize. But Shang, I think you're just tired. Like, it's okay to be tired. Thank you. Thank you. I, I was thinking, I was like, even thinking about that line, 
we in Australia, like, we don't see guns ever. No. You don't. Guns just don't. Like, every now and then you might see a cop with a gun in a holster, like, maybe. Yep. Like, that's the thing you might see. That's kind of it, right? The idea of, like, can you just, like, and this is just an open question, not to you, Peach, but, like, to you mm. listening. Can you just, like, sell a gun on Facebook Marketplace? Like, is, are they just every? Is it just, like, hey, Peach, can I buy one of your guns? And you're like, well, I got I a few. Know. I think it violates terms of conduct and yeah. stuff. I'm pretty sure you can't. Like, I'm pretty sure even in the US to buy a gun, it's like buying pseudo-ephedrine over here. Like, you've got to show a driver's license or, like, wait two days. Or right, like okay. Right, okay. I met, look, I'm speculating. Um, I'm always just hoping when someone raises this that it comes back to the anecdote of that time I had a gun pulled on me and was really, like, uh, too cool for school. Um, oh, you did have a gun pulled on you. My God. There. Yeah, no, stories like that only work if the other person sort of <laughs> – naturally comes to it. it so i was like oh this could, I could be in here <laughs> but let's save it for another time and just see if it naturally occurs to you sometime in future so bitch what's going on with this film what's going on with this film? Beth, Beth, Beth's listening to the third record california live um <laughs> and uh is learning about the host um sorry is learning that to destroy the deadites you need to destroy the host as we suspected mm. So Bridget revives, fatally stabs Danny, who sets Bridget on fire before dying as Ellie infiltrates the apartment using the vents. Fine. Realizing Beth is pregnant, Ellie attempts to rip the fetus out of her. Which I'm just like, gross, no thank you. Like, we don't need to do that. Yeah. But Beth and Cassie are able to incapacitate her with scissors. Mm. That's an unfortunate phrase that I find very evocative. Ellie fails to emotionally manipulate Cassie, who accepts that her mother's already gone. Aha. All right, Shag, I think the denouement is coming. Mm. Danny and the bodies of the neighbours are possessed. Great. Leading Beth and Cassie to take shelter in the damaged elevator. Ellie, Bridget and Danny merge into a multi-limbed creature called the Marauder. Yes, let's go. Shag, should I go Google what the Marauder looks like? Should I be yeah, excited? Yeah, it's excited. pretty good. It's pretty good. Let's it's sort see. of a four-door... Uh, four-wheel drive with um, <laughs> roof rack. <laughs> Marauder. Evil. Dead. Rises. Like, I, I still use Google like it's 1995 and I'm <laughs> 70 years old. You could also just tap that into TikTok. You'd probably find it quicker. Yeah, well, fucking, I'm doing it wrong at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, is it that? Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that's like. cool. That's like a <laughs> mess of. All right. Well, that's uh, that's you know that, that is what I yeah that's what I broadly expected and I wanted it and I saw it and I got it and that's so cool. The, so the Marauder's the final boss. So like, what's happening with the Marauder, Peach? Jag, it's driving through <laughs> an, <laughs> like a Fleetwood Mac song's playing. It's really you exciting. You can go your yeah, Broadway. Nissan's Marauder. Come and drive on some roads. <laughs> drive off road as well. Can we be it's sued by Fleetwood Mac for singing that in a pod? Uh, I give that song eight and a half out of ten. <laughs> no, we can't. Come fucking find us. You only give it eight and a half out of ten. It's a pretty perfect song. Fuck, you'd, like, there's no higher mark than like ninety two or ninety three, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but like Fleetwood Mac's "Go Your Own Loving You" isn't the right thing to. Oh my god! What about that line? What about that line where it's like, mm. if I could, baby, mm. I'd give you the world, but yes. how can I when you won't take it from me? There are a few lines in music more heartbreaking than that. Shag, newsflash, Fleetwood Mac are pretty good. And Rumors <laughs> is a pretty good album. 
and you can put it on and almost anyone will be pleased you put it on. <laughs> and that's what my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was meant to be. And that's what it was for a couple of years. Oh God, that's so depressing. And that's all we lost, Chag. You wouldn't have listened to that album for two or three years. I wouldn't either. And I remember it was such a special, perfect thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's the Marauder, right? Yeah. <laughs> the Marauder's going their own way. <laughs> <laughs> Climbing atop the elevator, the elevator's filling with blood. The weight causes the elevator to plummet to the floor, letting Beth and Cassie flee to the parking lot. The Marauder captures Cassie and attempts to behead her with a chainsaw, but Beth returns and distracts it. And she and Cassie destroy the Marauder's body by forcing it into a wood chipper. Shag, yeah. why is the wood chipper there? And turned yeah. on. Yeah, it's like there was a wood chipper in the basement. Halfway through, they realized, wow, we could probably use this to kill the Marauder. Then they use it to kill the Marauder. Ellie's decapitated head taunts Beth. You'll be a failure as a mother. It's me, the Marauder head. Yeah. Prompting her to kick Ellie's head into the chipper. They both escape. Next morning, Jessica goes to the parking lot and then goes off to the fucking opening scene of the film. Mm. Jake, that sucked. Um and I expect it's directed by a white man who's like, don't worry, I listened to two episodes of the Bechtel cast. I get the Bechtel test. Directed by a white man, written by a white man, based on characters by a white man. Like, all this fucking mother anxiety shit really sets off my spider sense of, like, this is a film written by someone who has no idea what they're doing and trying to speculate about what a non-male person experiences in the world. He's directed Ghost Train, a short film, shit idea, or he's uh, Hole in the Ground. Let's see. This is, this is why you stayed for this episode, to hear my Lee Cronin fucking absolute character assassination. Lee, you've got an arachnophobic son. Congratulations. There's a sinkhole. There's a toy soldier. Great. All right, it turns out they're possessed. Great. You basically made the same film twice, Lee, and the second one you fucking told on yourself for being a chauvinist, for being a misogynist, and for not understanding the world you're operating in or the medium you're operating with. Pitch, can and I, so, yes. Can I just say? That, can I just say? Yes. Can I just say? As I said before, I'm I'm exhausted it's it's a mm. it's I'm having like it's a it's a tough end of the year for old Shag. Yeah. And I really appreciate how like number one, these pods we do together. But mm. number two, how much of a like loyal friend you are, even to the point where I was like, you know, I'm not feeling this film, and you're like, right, <laughs> that's it. I'm gonna just <laughs> like you know what I mean? It's like the moment I heard you didn't like it, yeah, yeah. I, I appreciate that <laughs> so much. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. I appreciate Feel Bad Club. I, uh, I, yeah, thank you. So we appreciate you so much. Now, before we get to Maudlin, <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, oh, do you want to just end with audio from the World Rap Championships? Edit that in. <laughs> no, I'm not That'll going be, to. <laughs> oh, like everyone's feeling a bit like bummed and sort of like, I don't know, I'm going for a swim. Chag's sexy shirtless peach is going for a swim. That's pretty funny stuff. Well, well, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Well, if you're going to make dumplings, you got to chop chives. Next week's episode is our top five. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was recorded at FBI Studios. Please like, subscribe and follow wherever you can and as much as you can. 
and Resh's What's up?